0: It's time to get your morning started with the news you need to know. News update. news update. This is what's trending with DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Trying to get free on Chris Dunn. Dunn's all over. Over to Joe for three. Watch him Ron. Watch him. Oh, it hit a little rim. He said if he gets an all-netter tonight, he's giving you a signal. Give me this, <laughs> huh? Joe Ingles for three. Joe's been shooting it really well. So the magic. Jazz have trailed most of the night. They've battled back. as Keontae, hard drive, Hit to the corner section, rotate to market. Three ball rattles home, and the Jazz lead by three, 68-65. Jazz down three, 97-94, 6.20 to play. Clarkson with his white headband, flares it right side to Keontae. Jazz left, goes right, gets the baseline, flares to Hendricks for three, it's good! The rookie-to-rookie combo. Keontae with the assist, Hendricks with the three, and we're tied. Cross court skip pass, Subs again, again! Jalen subs with three, clutch, threes, in the final five minutes.
1: thought the second half, we adjusted defensively as a group, did a much better job protecting the paint. They only had 22 paint points in the second half, and we put ourselves in a position to win the game. That's where
2: we want to be. Two minutes left, one-point game.
1: There's Will Hardy after the Utah Jazz lose in Orlando, 115-107. I refer to that as my Patrick Kinahan game. You got so many things you wanted in that game, PK. Uh, Joe Ingles, five points to assists, 14 minutes. He's a role guy, played well in his role. You said, Suggs, that was my guy coming out of Gonzaga. I thought he'd be a lot better than this. Well, who hit three straight three-pointers in the last three minutes to take that one-point game Will already was talking about and blow it wide open? It was Suggs. And you wanted your Utah Jazz to at least compete. You understand they're not good enough to win. Well, there it was. Taylor Hendricks hitting a three to tie the game with six minutes left. The rookies are playing, and the game is tied in the middle of the fourth quarter. And as Will says, a one-point game. That was what you wanted. You got it on multiple fronts.
2: On behalf of the people along the Wasatch Front and all along the Intermountain West, I apologize for calling out Suggs, because he obviously heard me. Clearly. (laughs) <laughs> you did that.
1: You you might as well have been uh, sitting next to Suds in the old days in midcourt, heckling Mitch Richmond, whoever, coming through and having them look up at you and go, I'm going to go out and hit 20 shots.
2: Yeah, he was wide open. And NBA players who are offensively proficient enough, which is most of them, particularly wing players, obviously.
1: Offensively inclined. They, go with offensively
2: inclined. If they are wide wide open it's going down i mean I, their percentages on a complete and total wide open three and that one he had over in the right corner obviously open. it was like a putt he could have lined it up he could have gone to the other side of the basket to check the break and come back and still made that shot uh yeah and so you and you know the last uh, what was it when did they play uh was tuesday i mean I, wednesday it cracked at him hard for not competing Well, they competed. They're not good enough. They're just not good enough, right? They're what, what, seven out of eight? Yep. The one thing I would say on your, uh, the rookies played, and I'm going to ask Locke this here in an hour and a half, is it time to let Hendricks close? Because you're going to lose anyway. So what are you losing? And Clarkson, he just uh, hasn't been, since the trades, he hasn't been what he was. And do you need him in there? He's not going to be on your team in the future. I wouldn't think uh, as soon as October.
1: 2 of 10 for him shooting the ball, another bad shooting night. He was 2 of 10 in Atlanta, he was 2 of 10 in Orlando. It's been a struggle. Yeah. He's shooting 36% for the month.
2: Well, wait, did it. Yeah, well, well it's for done. the month of February. He shot. The
1: month of Fe- he shot it, you're right. Today's March 1st. He shot 36% in the month of February. And I get your point. I agree with you. I think he's going to get traded sooner, or not later. Uh, they're training. They're trading everybody else in his age group, and Guy's even a little younger than him, so why wouldn't they trade him right. as well? And I mean,
2: I had heard that they were trying to trade me because I'm not in their future.
1: Ah. Jazz, wrap up the road trip in Miami, and then it'll be back home for that... Rare winnable game with the Washington Wizards to kick off next week. But they get the weekend in Miami. So, you know, there's that. Well, yeah, that's why uh,
2: Jay Z and Ainge and Smith, they are all there.
1: Hey, this is the trip. You're going to Florida, yeah. man.
2: Atlanta, they didn't Orlando, go Miami. going to the uh, Cleveland, uh, Milwaukee, Detroit, Chicago, Indiana, trip. Milwaukee, Chicago. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> I mean, maybe they did. I don't remember. But.
1: Uh, that's Absolutely. an afternoon game with the Heat tomorrow. Tip-off is at 3 o'clock. pre games begins at 2 o'clock on the zone. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NBA. I want to be on the floor as much as possible. I only have about 20 years to do this. Any chances that I get, I want to be on the floor. So it doesn't matter where we are. Four, five, three, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It doesn't really matter where we are. I just want to play as much as we can and you know try to help us.
1: Screen by Wemby for Jones. Straight away, Wemby's got the ball left of the key. Hands to Vassell, pulls up off to the left wing. Wemby, Yama for three.
2: That's a Wemby trial.
0: Nurkic in the paint. Out to O'Neal. They play catch to Durant. Now back to O'Neal for three. Yes, sir. Royce O'Neal hits the three, his third of the night.
1: Hi, it's around the NBA and Joel Embiid talking about uh, his desire to return and play. He had knee surgery, left meniscus injury, had that repaired, but when he's cleared, he wants to go. He doesn't want to just sit out the season, and he said whatever place they're in, well, that's because they're in fifth now, but they're a game out of fourth and a half a game out of eighth, so they could be anywhere in that mix, a pretty big break beyond that. So what would you do? Would you save Embiid for a year or figure, what the heck? There aren't that many chances.
2: Uh, He said what I've always believed. That players, as you get a little older, time's running out, man. It just look at life. When you got less time, you want to make more valuable, make that time more valuable, because you don't have as much, right? And it, time matters. Well, in the form of a professional athlete, he said twenty years. That's stretching it. Now For I an NBA player. About, it is. <laughs> yeah, right. But you only you have a finite amount of time, and you're playing a game. And you can go down to any local Y, any local whatever, and you're going to see guys playing today because it's fun. They get out there, get a little exercise, and play ball. It's what you've been doing probably if you're an into it as a boy or a girl since you were five years old. And why wouldn't you want to play? But that's what I've always believed, that guys understand that. Ladies, they get that too, that you only got a short span of time here. And as you start looking at uh, 30 staring you in the face, you realize that. So, if he's cleared, yeah, play.
1: Uh, 30 staring him in the face two weeks from tomorrow. He turns 30. So, it's go time. Yeah. Victor Wimbayama and the Spurs beat Holmgren in the Thunder. 132-118. Wemby 28 points, 13 rebounds, five blocks, five of seven from three. They're not good now, PK, but you see these games once in a while, and you think, well, I mean, the Spurs are going to have a high pick. They got the third-worst record in the NBA right now, so we'll see what they what happens in the lottery. But they're going to have a high pick. Add a couple more guys, and they should be on their way.
2: Yeah, and even if they don't, which they will, he's going to be even better, and he's just going to be a dominant player for a good long while. The great thing about the Spurs being able to beat the Thunder is that makes, since the trade, the Jazz only win, that's now a quad two win. Nice.
1: Lakers needed OT, but Anthony Davis goes for 40 points and 15 boards, and the Lakers beat the lowly Wizards, giving their 50th loss of the year, 134 to 131. Mr. I hate the Lakers, David Locke will join us at 8 o'clock. If you hate the Lakers, well, bad day. What are you gonna do? The Warriors keep winning. Have they figured something out? Have they turned a corner? At what point is this the real deal? I mean, you look at the tenth yeah, place legit. Warriors, and you think it's legit. It's legit. This is it. Yeah. Fear they're the ten and two in their last twelve. Yeah. Twelve and three and fifteen. The numbers keep adding up. This is a big run right for them.
2: They made the adjustment with Thompson coming off the bench, and, and it's working now. Developed himself into a player, so yeah, they're legit. I don't know if they're legit going to win at all, but they're a legit good team.
1: Beals hamstring continues to keep him out. I just read a story. He's on target to play his, uh, his recent average of 40 games per season. And the Suns win without him. They beat the Rockets 110-105. Devin Booker went for 35 points and seven boards. You think the hamstring will magically heal for the playoffs? Under the theory you don't get to do this forever, and Bradley Beals certainly feels the clock ticking.
2: Well, I do know that they're calling him CP4 in the desert. <laughs> Are they really? Or you he just seems made that to be up? be heard all the time. He no, I just I just made that up. Okay.
1: Well, someone <laughs> should be calling him CP4. That's decent. I like it. For going on the fly. What the heck? You did well there. Just
2: it literally just came to me.
1: <laughs> the Jazz play the Miami Heat tomorrow. The Heat lost last night. They were in Denver and got beat 103 to 97. Michael Porter Jr. had 30 Points and 11 boards. He went off. Denver wins. The Heat will fly cross country today and play the Jazz at home tomorrow afternoon.
0: DJ PK. Hashtag NFL. I have full faith in uh, in, in Kenny. Um, He's shown us some good things, and obviously there were some issues with the offense. And I'm excited about the impact that that Arthur Smith's going to have on him. You know, and Arthur's very optimistic about Kenny, and um, you know I know they've communicated, and um, he said we'll we'll have uh, some strong competition there,
1: and uh, we'll see where it goes. I would hope whoever we draft, that's. The route we go. If that's
0: who the starter becomes, you know. And if it, again, I'll go back if it's Aiden or if it's somebody we draft or we bring in. You don't want to put a band-aid at that position. Uh that's that's old, man. That's old. That's I think the Raiders, we've seen that enough in this organization. And I know we've had Derek Carter for a bunch of years, but you know,
2: after, before him and after him, it's been a bunch of one-stop guys.
1: That's Antonio Pierce Raiders quarterback. Doesn't want Band-Aid a band-aid quarterback. Well, nobody does, so that's solid. No one's going to argue that with him, I wouldn't think. But uh, who will it be? Who is the guy? And as a coach, you don't you don't get the long, so you better find him pretty quickly.
2: Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I know, right? I'll do that this year, or maybe Aiden will develop. Who's to say? There's been stranger stories than that.
1: Seattle, or Seattle, Steelers general manager Omar Khan said he has full faith. That's a quote. He has full faith in quarterback Kenny Pickett. Khan mentioned that Pickett has shown some good things and that there were problems with last year's offense. So don't put it all on the QB. We can get the young guys straightened out. No worries. I think there's plenty of worries in Pittsburgh. They had a pretty good team, but the offense was lacking and the quarterback play was spotty at best. Vikings. Oh, go ahead. Did he say...
2: Did he say no worries, or did you say it?
1: He says he has full faith.
2: Right. So if you have full faith, well, you, you said have no, no worries. worries there's pl-
1: if you have full faith? Is that true? I don't think you have any wow. worries when you have full faith.
2: So you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven.
1: <laughs> I didn't say I had full faith in that. <laughs> but when that you say you question. have full
2: faith. Yeah, but you also have to uh, have to clean up other areas and improve other areas of the team. I mean, haven't we gotten past that that the quarterback is ninety five percent of the winning? Didn't Stafford prove that?
1: Yeah, I think it's about 70 percent of the winning. We'll go there. You're right; it's not ninety five. Could the Steelers be better at tight end? Could they be better at wide receiver? Yeah, think mean, there's other things to fix. Vikings are cutting running back Alexander Madison. He failed to hold the starting job following the departure of Dalvin Cook, so he's out the door. And this is one of the reasons running backs don't get paid. They figure they'll find somebody. NFL Combine continues today in Indianapolis. Defensive backs, tight ends. Tomorrow it's quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. So on they go in Indy. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college basketball. The
1: Utah men and women win blowouts at the Huntsman Center. Women won in the afternoon over Washington State, 82 67. They were up 15 points after one quarter. And the men, 90 68 over Stanford. They similarly took a big lead early. Got a triple double from Davon Smith 13 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and they rolled to their 17th win.
2: Uh, we, we thought both those things would happen.
1: And we think they'll both win tomorrow when the have another doubleheader. At noon, the women play Washington, and the men have Cal at seven. And that ought to be two more victories. Although Cal ought to put up a little yeah, more resistance than Stanford.
2: That'll be it for the women. They'll head to Vegas then. Yep. That's, their That's the end of season. their regular Finally, season. They, do the, they go a week early. tournament in Vegas for the ladies go a week early. Starts, I think, the 6th. Dylan Jones
1: went off. We have talked about him throughout the year. He's clearly an NBA draft pick. And, man, did he take it to Northern Colorado. 30 points, 23 rebounds, 9 assists. They had the lead with 5 minutes to go, 4 minutes to go. They blew it. Northern Colorado went on a run and took the lead. And Weber State scored 6 straight points in the last 30 seconds to get to OT. They got down on OT, and they finished on a 12-2 run in OT to win the game. 85-81. And Jones was spectacular.
2: Yeah, he didn't have a good shooting. I was a nine of twenty three. Nine of twenty three. But he, yeah, he lit up the scoreboard and twenty three boards. <laughs> now the Big Sky is not going to have a ton of big players, uh, but for him at his size, yeah. And we've heard, you know, we've talked about him all season.
1: BYU hosts TCU tomorrow, seven o'clock. The Cougars trying to keep it rolling, coming off the big win over Kansas. You believe in the momentum, PK? Yeah. And and plus BYU at home? They've been pretty good.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If they were in Fort Worth, the game would clearly be tougher. Uh, but they are at home. Uh, the place is going to go berserko. And for them, at home, coming off this big win, and the good thing about it is, is they have the, like the maximum amount of rest you can get between uh games because the big 12 plays on tuesdays not every team plays on tuesdays but that was a tuesday game so you've got a full three days to you know you can enjoy it on the ride home after the game that night and the next day and you've had if you should get up on campus people patting you on the back but you've had enough time to get past it it's nice it's great whatever you want to say sure but you got to do this one at tcu is a TCU is a really good team. TCU, in my mind, there's no question that they're a tournament team. I think they are. I mean, they got and hang your hat on beating Houston. So you're going to need to play well. I suspect they will play well. I think both teams here that uh, had big wins this week, Utah State and BYU, will be in. And I got to tell you, since you uh, assigned me the task, I watched about uh, 90% of that Gonzaga game last night, so I can get a little more informed. And I believe they should be in the tournament, even though uh, they got their their 12, I think it's 11 consecutive West Coast Conference regular season titles were snapped. St. Mary's is going to win it outright, because they hammered Pepperdine. Uh, But I still think Gonzaga should be in.
1: Uh, one thing on that BYU-TCU game, 100% co-signed TCU's attorney team. Like BYU, they're 8-7 and seven in conference. Like you said, they've got the marquee win. They're 19-9, which is only one game worse than BYU's 20-8. And, and if you are into going to the conference tournament and curious about how this is all going to match up, no idea with three games to go. BYU and TCU are both one game out of third place and one game out of 10th place. So how you finish these last three games is everything, including whether you even play the first day. Um, or possibly even the second day and get a, a, a double bye. So all that stuff yeah, hangs I think it's in the a, balance.
2: It's important for BYU to win this game and then win next week uh, to close it out against Oklahoma State and just and maybe find a way to show well at uh, Iowa State. There's a chance that there will be
1: just a whole dog pile of teams right at 9-9 nine and nine in the conference and some, some massive tie in the middle of that league. Just as in the Pac-12, there's a chance that there could be a, a massive uh, tie of teams at 10 and 10. They're looking at the same kind of deal between uh, between fourth place and uh, ninth place. There's uh, not much separation there in the middle of that league either. So
2: yeah, and the top four get a buy in right the, uh, Pac-12.
1: I think Colorado will hold on to four. I mean, it's possible the wheels come off, but they've got Oregon State and Stanford, so Colorado
2: should should lock down one of those. The last Colorado of those healthy, fours. can be playing Saturday. No doubt in my mind they're Which, good enough to win. By it.
1: Saturday, you mean in the conference title game. A week from, yeah. Yeah, not a week from tomorrow. A couple Two weeks from Two weeks, right. All right, DJPK coming up. Pablo Mastroni's is going to join us, RSL head coach, at 8.30. we got tickets to give away to see RSL play LAFC Saturday in what should be a weather-challenged game, judging by the storm that's blowing in this weekend. And David Locke, Radio Voice of the Jazz, will be here at 8 o'clock. The question of the day is next right here on The Zone.
0: You're listening to DJ and PK. Presented by Murdoch Chevrolet. I love it. Proudly serving Utah since 1926. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Mm -hmm.
1: Wanna feel I'll give you anything feel it DJ and PK, it is 97.5 the zone. It is time now for the question of the day. It is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen with 30 years of serving Utah. Well, can we take solace that the Utah Jazz gave Orlando a competitive game? Eldon, I'm taking solace that the sun will come out tomorrow. Come on, PK, sing it with me now. (laughs) What a prompt out of Eldon right there. Eldon? Eldon Campbell? Eldon Randall. (laughs) He wants you to go full uh, Uh, Annie, little orphan Annie here. (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, it's always good to know that the sun will come out tomorrow, if it's coming out whenever tomorrow is. Tomorrow being today, I guess when he wrote that, I don't know. Maybe he wrote it today. Uh, so sure, yeah. I mean, you, you're just gonna have to deal with it, man. And because uh, this team isn't gonna get any better this season in terms of winning games, it may win a handful. They don't have that many left anyway. The Wizards but, are on the
1: schedule. There's a chance. There's still a quarter of the season to go. They got a, they got a few chances here. That was game sixty. You know, by Game 70, they need to really be oh – no, that was another Jazz team. Was that Team 47? I think that was Team 47.
2: Uh, that was no, Team 48. Might have 40, been Team 48. Yeah, Team 48. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, was, I was just talking to my wife about that when we were watching the game last night about those uh, – both those years were extremely disappointing, losing to the Clippers. We're talking about uh, – oh, I know what we're talking about uh, – the, the preps in the team that was ranked number one by the computer, and as they really weren't, and Corner Canyon hammered them, and now they got tonight to get ourselves some more jewelry. Looking forward to that. Have to create some uh, space on the mantle for another trophy if they get it. <laughs> you, go, you go down and grab it away from the
1: kids and take it home to the Kenan household?
2: <laughs> space on the mantle. Hey, kids, give me that. She, she's tight with the coach. Uh, They were both PE teachers. And uh, so I was talking about how the Jazz had that record uh, a few years back, but I don't think it was really legit when they had the best record in the league because they didn't uh, produce in the playoff when it mattered. And they said, you know, they lost after being up. Still stuns to me that they lost that series to Clippers. I mean, that, that might be the most stunning Jazz playoff loss in the history of the Utah Jazz, I don't know if they made it when they were in New Orleans, uh, and I know they had some tough ones. But they that
1: did, one, they did not make it in New Orleans, and they had some. The year after they beat the, they they took the Lakers to Game Seven, they washed out in the first round. That was massive
2: disappointment. Sure, but this one here, uh, that that was just inexcusable and without quite Leonard, being up 2-0 and then not having yep. Leonard. And You're then. the
1: one seed, and yeah, it was yeah. all
2: yeah. set up. Yeah. And then the next year you lose without uh, Doncic playing three of the games. Uh, so you can talk about what is real, what isn't real. Well, you look at this team right now, and this team in terms of being good and winning a whole bunch of games, it's just not real. It's just not going to happen. So you have to accept it. Or you drive yourself nuts, and then you have to look for other stuff. You have to look for Hendricks. How, uh, you know, what is he doing? How is he playing? You have to look for George and all this type of stuff. You have no other way to approach this remaining portion of the season, I don't think. And at least they were competitive. And I expected them to be competitive. I think we've seen that. That's a low standard, I I grant you. But that's where we're at.
1: (laughs) I wish I could argue either one of those things. It is a low standard, and that is where they're at. Orlando's the better team and they were at home. So yeah. you figure they're going to win the game. But at least the thing was tied with six minutes ago, five minutes ago, and it was a one point game with two or three minutes ago. So right. at least they were there. After just rolling over and getting smoked by the Atlanta Hawks, this was obviously miles better and it was still a loss. And they've got a quarter of the season to go and they're playing out the string. 60 well, down, at this point, you down, just 20, rack up the losses 22 to go. Yeah. So Eldon went little orphan Annie with, uh, you know, he's taking solace that the sun will come out tomorrow and, and he wants you to sing it with him. GR Pert, he's going full Vin Scully, and you're more likely to go GR than, uh, than Eldon and little orphan here. Uh, GR Pert goes, it's time for Dodger baseball.
2: Yeah, if they don't win the World Series this year, this will be the biggest choke in Dodger history. <laughs> nice.
1: it certainly be up there. I mean, they're just completely loaded with former MVPs, and do they have enough pitching? Is it going to come through?
2: Which is so very important.
1: It's critical. (laughs) But they've spent all this money on all these bats, and it's like, all right, well, if the pitching holds up. Because in the past, it's let them down.
2: It has to. I mean, it's just... uh, you need two things you need. You need three things to win it all. You need great pitching, timely hitting, and excellent defense. If you have those three, you're good to go. Uh,
1: Jazz fans are lining up here with other takes on the game. Jaden found a silver lining. and I think he would agree. Low bar. Well, they had less turnovers than the opposing team for once, so that is a nice change of pace. Yeah. That was a reasonable right. number. I think 13, wasn't that the final number? That's yeah. that's right around NBA average. You can totally live with that. The funny thing is they did a lot of things in that game that usually lead to wins. They were the better team at the free throw line. They shot fewer free throws, but they made more, much higher percentage, and they outshot them by 10 points at the three-point line, and they got enough attempts up. You know, is a pretty good number. 16 to 37, you'll usually win a game shooting with that volume, and you shoot 43% from the three-point line, you're usually going to...
2: Get get her done, but didn't happen. Well, they had some defensive lapses that Hardy talked about. Yep, and obviously
1: Orlando shot fifty four and a half percent. So you'll often lose when the other team does that. And the Jazz got that's way too
2: high. Yeah, way too high. There's no other way around it. This is simply way too high. Yeah, and they they got to build. uh, And it is a come down though because the bottom fell out post-trades it's clear yes two and years five in a row. games out and they're not going to get anywhere near the 10th place
1: right no the Warriors and Lakers are hot and they're pulling away and the Jazz are falling apart
2: yeah at this point I don't know that the Lakers and Warriors will be in 9th and 10th
1: they've still got a little ways to go uh, because they got a couple games to make up, and there's only 20 games left. But they can pull it off. The, the maybe they it's still a third act. of the
2: season or the quarter of the season. When it's I quarter. said only, you you said oh, there's still a quarter of the season. Yep. Now for those guys, you use the word only.
1: Yes, because I think that I don't think the wheels are going to come off in Dallas or Sacramento, and they're winning at a clip, uh, 57, 58 percent of their games. That these the Lakers and Warriors are going to have to sustain what 70, 75 percent winning percentage to catch no, some of these teams. And maybe they can catch totally the Pelicans doable. or the Suns. It it is doable. I mean the Warriors have been playing at that clip for fifteen games. They gotta play at that clip for twenty more. And if they do, they'll probably catch a couple of those teams in front of them.
2: But it it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change anything.
1: It lowers the bar for getting out of the play in if you can get into the seven or eight spot and then win that first game. As opposed to your nine or ten, you know you gotta you gotta win twice.
2: Well whoopty do they're looking for
1: championships the they're yes. not looking
2: for whatever you just said i refuse to acknowledge what the format of the play-in is
1: you don't want to be in a situation where Doncic goes for 15 you get knocked out in one game that puts you in ncaa tournament territory as opposed to getting into a series and it's seven games well, you have time don't for let adjustments him go for 50 I mean,
2: <laughs> whatever man get to t- pro sports did you or did you not
1: that and corner canyon and state championships those are two things you've always said.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this has been a great run. I had to work my butt off to get <laughs> her hired there. Ah. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> do you know, this actually has a little relevance for some of our listeners, as opposed to most of the Charger nonsense you throw out there. Do you know who Corner Canyon is playing in the state title game tonight? Sure I do. Okay. The
2: folks who came across the plains. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the lehigh pioneers yeah i do and you know who coaches them that's what really makes it relevant who
2: coach yeah my guy
1: <laughs> your guy it's your team in corner canyon it's your guy at lehigh you're gonna claim victory and go down and wrestle <laughs> that championship trophy away from anybody
2: no matter what happens <laughs> i've known quincy lewis for years
1: obviously going <laughs> back to byu and then before that lone peak high.
2: he's yeah
1: he's a heck of a coach and they they got off the hook with a tremendous rally in the semis. They scored the last eight points of the game and won by one on a bucket with, like, two seconds to go. Woo! Had them all the way. Great, yeah, Great rally. Great rally. have a been tremendous easy. coach. Yeah, it would have been he's, easy to roll over. He had the kids believe in or they would have never his, pulled his that his kid off.
2: is an excellent ball player, too. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, up, I'm up to date here. Not a kid. Yeah, I can recall. I think it might have been the first time I talked to Quincy Lewis. They had a kid who BYU signed. You might remember him. His name was Jackson Emery. I heard of him. And he told me, he said, I I talked to him on the phone, and he said, yeah, this kid's got athleticism that a lot of kids in our state don't have, and he's going to go to BYU, and he's going to be a heck of a player, and he's going to be a heck of a defender. And he called it. He called it when the kid was in high school. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> the kid was an excellent player for the Cougars, and he was an excellent defender, and he had agility. He was their version of Drew Hansen, if you remember. Yes, their great that's, very good,
1: that's a very good yeah. comp right there.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, yes, now it would have been another team. I wouldn't have had any idea who the coach was, but it happened to be somebody that I've known for right. a while. <laughs> so... I see. You put me in a position to win on that one.
1: You're welcome. I teed you up.
2: <laughs> but if any any other team in the, what are they, 6A, I wouldn't have known. No.
1: State Championship quadruple header today. All the games are streamed. All the games are on TV. You can follow that. That'll be the last one at 7 o'clock, but they, it starts at 11 a.m. Uh, boys and girls, 5A and 6A. And basketball all day at the Huntsman Center.
2: Yeah, you know, I got to say, the, the local media here, do an excellent job of the preps
1: you can they follow it the, even if you don't put yeah. a lot of uh, time into yeah. it they make it available
2: yeah they, they really put these kids in a spotlight and you know and you have the the thrill and the agony and that type of thing but they get their moment in the sun and that's cool boys and girls we would have uh
1: we would have loved this if this happened uh, in the air when we were growing up so but we were in the air where it didn't happen Right. Juddy, we next time we have Juddy on, he'll have to tell the story. Like that was the first time he ever set a goal for himself, and made it happen, and how that made him feel. And he's ta- i have heard him talk in, in public speaking situations that that drove him. When he was a little kid, there was a tape delay game of the week on at like Saturday morning at nine a.m. or something like that from the Friday night before. And so when he was a kid, I don't know—I don't know if he's late in elementary school, junior high, whatever. He said, "I'm going to play in that one day." And he did when he was a sophomore, and it was the last year before they canceled that and moved on to something else. But he got in under the wire, but he's a little older than us. And uh, in Phoenix and San Diego, we didn't have those kind of opportunities. Not that we were good enough or would have been able to do it, but it's cool that it's there for the kids now. I agree. They can play the game and then win the championship, and then they can go home and, and watch it again. In totality. All right, DJ and PK, uh, we got more of you weighing on the Jazz. We'll get into that. But uh, the youths picking up a W, firmly on the bubble. And to be honest, probably on the outside of the bubble looking in. So they need to do a lot of work. Are they ready to do it after a blowout win and the schedule setting up for them? We will get to that next. A lot of you in Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. That's next. Stay with us.
0: When it comes to the biggest moments in Utah sports history, Say, ah. these guys have seen it all. This is DJ and PK. DJ and PK on 97.5, the KSL Sports Show. <laughs>
1: The band of the day today is the Goo Goo Dolls. Brought to you by Live Nation. For all the live concert events in 2024, check out livenation.com. Question up on our Facebook page this morning The Utes crush Stanford. They build a little confidence. Can they go on a run now? I think they can. Jaden says they aren't called the Running Utes for nothing.
2: What's that mean? They oh, run, get, get on a run.
1: Yeah, get on a run. See, that's a little wordplay right there. You're, you're, you're a writer, man. You're from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. You should appreciate the wordplay.
2: I told you that I made a mistake when I first got hired at the Watchdog, when they had their night with the Running Utes. I typed it up, running with the Utes night, and it got in. <laughs> Because I didn't know they were called the running Utes without the G. (laughs) That's a
1: thing, huh? Well,
2: lesson learned. (laughs) Yeah. And so from then when they had that, it would be like a little open practice. I don't know if they still have it, but they did in my day. And uh, so then it became a joke. Yeah, everybody line up. We're going to run with the Utes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Well, you hate it when I talk schedules, but the schedule sets up for them. I mean, we thought they could beat Stanford. We think they can beat Cal. We think they can beat Oregon State. And then they've got to play at Oregon. And then they go to the conference tournament. And the first day, assuming they win these games, that first day they ought to win that thing. Right. You get to the quarterfinal.
2: Schedule's okay now because there's only two or three games left. Don't give me the schedule six weeks to go.
1: Well, they should win four out of five or five out of five, depending on what happens at Oregon. And we know how they've done the road. They
2: got to beat Cal tomorrow, and then they got to find a way to split. And neither Oregon school is overwhelming, and obviously Oregon State isn't. Oregon's better than
1: Oregon State, but neither is overwhelming. Right. Right.
2: Right, right. So find a way to split next week. If you can split next week, you go down to Vegas. You'll probably play on the Wednesday. You'll have a little confidence but you'll be the higher seed, and you'll have beaten a team most likely that you most recently just beat. So you should find yourself in the quarters on Thursday. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. But And then we'll see who you play on that Thursday. But
1: back to your jazz with their quad two win or whatever that joke was you made earlier in the show. They're, the wins will pile up here, and so they can go on a little bit of a run, but they're not really going to get rewarded much because the league is down and these wins aren't going to be valued. about
2: that. That, you can't control that. All you can control is worrying about the games you have in front of you and winning. Um, that, that's somebody else decides that. You don't decide that. So why even think that? Who cares? Because you want to go to the NCAA tournament. Everybody cares about that. Then win. Then win. Yeah. That's the format. That's the pathway. I promise if they win, they'll go. Not worried about what somebody in some boardroom is going to do in three weeks. That, that's, that's ridiculous to even worry about that. There's you nothing somebody you can do in about that is one way dec- or the other.
1: Is someone in the boardroom going to decide that if they split with the Oregon schools? Or given the poor perception of the Pac-12 this year, do they have to do what is very unlikely for the youths on the road, and that's sweep? Because I think they're on the outside of the bubble looking in. I don't think I'm the only one who thinks that. So win both the road games. I mean, I don't I mean, even, they really have to get that, on a that's roll. That's
2: beyond... <laughs> Your vote, that's a vote. And uh, worry about beating Cal and then going in whoever they play first next week and do that type of thing. That's something that is completely and totally within the realm of possibility.
1: They play Oregon State they first. Won't so fa- the, the three-game road They won't streak. face
2: a team that's bona fide better than them until two weeks from yesterday. And that's just on paper better than them. This team's got some capability. It's got to put it together. Now, at you know, we've seen glimpses of them putting it together, but we haven't seen a level of consistency of them being able to put it together. But what happened in January? Who gives a crap? And what's going to happen potentially in three weeks? That, that, that's, that's ridiculous to even think about it. Who cares? Go ahead and win. And then you will be inside looking in. You'll be right there with everybody else. I wouldn't bet on it, but let's see what you got. Tony.
1: Yeah, they'll be running. They're going to be running to the NIT. Should I click on that and see if he's a Cougar fan or an Aggie fan?
2: No, because I think sometimes you, uh, when you're a fan of your team, you get disgusted, so I can't say that uh, there's a – Uh, one that would make me lean one way or the other. It very well could be, but there's a high level of youth fans who have a frustration with basketball.
1: Uh, Yankees, Broncos, and BYU logos all over his Facebook page. He's a cougar. But you're right, there are youth fans who are frustrated who might be demeaning their own team at this point. Kevin, Kevin's just in hope-so mode at this point. I think Kevin goes to what you just said, which is just... We've seen glimpses from the Utes where they look really good, and then you've seen the losses that just make you shake your head. And I, if they do end up missing, is it going to be because they didn't win enough big games, or is it going to be because they lost a couple, uh, you know, like a couple bad losses they shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have absorbed? I guess if you're close that close to the bubble, maybe you could argue either way. But obviously, the Arizona State at home loss sticks out as one. Like, ah, why did that happen? Shouldn't have happened, but it did. And and they lost him on the road too. Well, that
2: in SC. Yep.
1: There you go. Yeah, on the road. It was a different own.
2: back then. than the Devils were, the Devils were playing better at that point. But the one at home is inexcusable. Yeah. You just, and you could say uh, blah blah blah. And it was the the t- triple overtime two nights before whatever it was against Arizona. Oh, forget that. You, you only you don't in in college you just have a few of these games. You, you got to shake it off and go, go get the next you one. Let that one get away. Yeah. So they still, I still have a possibility. The possibility is there. It's yeah, probably a long shot, but they can do it. They just, they, they must absolutely find a way. There's just no other question about it. They've got, we know that it has to be done. And you, you've got winnable games. The next uh, three games are completely winnable. next four games are completely winnable because whoever they play in the first round, and they, they, the one through four gets the bye, five plays 12, 6, 11, so forth. And that's on that, th- that on that Wednesday in Vegas. they should be able to do that. And guys, I'm going to the freaking thing, so don't waste my time.
1: (laughs) You're going to show up with your Corner Canyon trophy or your Lehigh trophy, depending on who you wrestle it away from, depending on who wins the 6-8 title game. You don't want your time wasted. You want another trophy. You're going to have a really good march. You're going to come home with a lot of trophies for the mantle.
2: March is always – March, when I was a kid, March was my favorite month of the year.
1: Because you had the NCAA uh, tournament and, and Valley, spring Sunday. training. Yeah. And high school baseball high was school, rolling. All
2: that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they've already started. The weather, obviously, is a little bit better there. And so I loved March. I loved March in the Phoenix area because it wasn't too hot. All the teams were in. And when I was a kid, you could decide at noon if you wanted to go to a spring training game and have no problem. <laughs> now it's changed dramatically, particularly with the Cubs. <laughs> you want to go see the Cubs, you got to freaking uh, get uh, reservations months in advance, practically. they Craig Council's managing the Cubs now. He used to manage the Brewers. And they asked him uh, first game, well, what, what differences did you notice? You say, oh, there's a whole lot more Cubs fans who come to the games in spring training. <laughs> I mean, the city of Chicago practically empties out <laughs> to go to go there, uh, and they play at Sloan Park, which is just about a mile or two south or east of uh, ASU for those folks who've been uh, over there to see ASU when the Dutes played, or even BYU for that matter. And so it's a big deal. But yeah, March is a great, great month. There's no question about it. Looking forward to it. And uh, let's see what happens with with Utah in Vegas. This would be the last time. Vegas is over. That's crazy to think about. I don't want to go Vegas bu- is over for Ute fans.
1: I don't want to go on to uh I don't want to go to Bill Belichick here but uh on to Kansas City. And I guess Dallas for football and yeah, Kansas City for yeah. basketball instead of Vegas, Vegas,
2: Vegas baby. And that's been great for for youth fans? Yeah, absolutely, that's been great because they've won many conference tournaments in Vegas. I've been there for a ton of them. That was always when I was working for the Watchdog, the conference tournament being able to go to Vegas and have everybody there and they used to play the women there at the same time, so the women were there and everyone was there and it was great. It was it they it was a fun fun environment. And uh, now that's going to be over and and there was a lot of folks, if you won on a Wednesday or Thursday and you're playing on Friday, yeah, they'd jump in a car and come down. And you could do that. And you can't really do that KC. I mean, I suppose you could, but obviously it's a lot longer than just being able to go. And then so many people went to Vegas. Uh, even if your team got beat, you still hung out. Uh, being, and if the weather was good, since so you can get a 75-degree day and we don't have 75-degree days where we live, uh, and so you'd be out by the pool. You'd see that it was just it was just a great great time. And for Ute fans, when I was covering them, they knew that there was a great chance that they'd be playing on Saturday, and you'd be there with your fellow Utes. Tons of fun was had. I'm not sure how it's going to be going forward. I suppose if you have a really good team, then you can plan on going. Uh, and I don't know what else there is to do in KC if you're not involved in the games. We know in Vegas there's a thousand things to do. Majerus used to complain about oh, they got to walk through a casino, where we're basically polluting the kids' minds. Blah 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 blah. And then one time after they won, I was walking through the casino. There's a couple Ute guys sitting at the table, and I knew far, full well they weren't 21. <laughs> I guess their minds are being corrupted or something, I don't know. I always thought that was overblown myself, and I think we've we've seen that now that that's the case that uh everybody has come to grips with uh with Vegas being acceptable.
1: Yeah, it seems like that uh now if you start that somebody who's younger looking you go, "Well, why wouldn't it be?" <laughs> Whereas when you are age you're like, "Oh, Vegas the the, the Rebels is the perfect. They're a bunch of renegades there, and, uh, and there was nothing else. It was UNLV and nothing. Maybe some minor league sports. It was more an event town. Golf tournaments, big fights, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, Eventually, it still is, NASCAR. for sure. Yep. But I think the gambling has, and I don't make light of folks who get themselves in trouble gambling, but it's so prevalent now and pervasive, I guess, that you don't need Vegas Vegas, people still go because of the entertainment factor and all that stuff and the residencies but that, the the, casinos that the music do you know. yeah.
1: casinos are everywhere. Casinos are advertising. I watch a yeah. Padre game. I see the casino advertising for 20, 25 years, maybe maybe 30 years, actually. Uh, the Sequan Casino, it's probably, I don't know, 10 minutes from where I grew up. It's just, just a different... And it's on your phone, too. It's everywhere. So Every well,
2: I, time I go to St. George, I go to the casino.
1: What? Well, And called Mesquite. Mesquite, okay. Uh, DJ and PK, when we come back, David Locke, radio voice of the jazz, joins us. Pablo Mastroni, RSL head coach, coming up at 8.30. Stay with us.